Alrighty, hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another Rimble and Ramble. Um, what can I say? Trump is now starting the office of the former president. <laughs> I think that's kind of hilarious. Well, I've got to congratulate him. The impeachment's going nowhere. Republicans listen for once. Sorry about that. I was taking some medication. My health has been down hill the last couple days. I've been fighting my cystic fibrosis. It's not easy. It really is not. But I live with it. I take certain medications that keep me alive. I was supposed to die, as I said, at 21. And I'm still here. And there's a good purpose why I'm here to give others hope. Papa made equivocally clear, I am hope in these dark times. So, where do we stand in the United States? We've got an elected president that thinks he's president, but he's illegit. Mm, that's beside the point. I just got a call today from... A local representative that deals with legislating and his name is Ken Petrie he's the man that deals with uh, Mike Mallory he's a legislative liaison to him in region 6 of Ohio he called me uh, he wanted to speak with me in regards of a certain bill that they're passing through because of O'Biden. And what brought this up was the Keystone Pipeline. Well, let me give you a little bit backwards of myself. I registered with an organization here locally. Of course, it's everywhere across the United States where they're bringing people into politics that have never experienced politics. I had backed off for about a month or so due to my health and my mom's health. I'm stepping up to the plate on District 80. I am the, uh, basically, district captain uh, of District 80. <clears throat> and then there'll be liaisons under me. The man, Kevin Petrie, I believe the name, or Peachtree, I'm not for sure. I can't pronounce the name, called me last night, wanting to set up a meeting in the Lawrence County area. Well, District 80 covers quite a bit of area. And he's the liaison for Area 6, which is way up north. For him to call something here is major. Now, I will know more about it later on this evening, what's going on. But I'm keeping you informed of what's going here in the States. It looks like each individual state is going to fight Biden. It's not going to be a civil war like we think, but it's going to be a political war. These people want to destroy our lives, who we are, what we are, and what we stand for. I'm not going to let it. Um, if you have suggestions and you live in the state of Ohio and you live in Lawrence County, let me know. You can contact me at StarCross2013 at gmail.com. Then I also have Starcross2013 
a at mail to priest.com that's my other email you can contact me at 740-285-8052 now please if you're international i can't i can't bring anything before my state if you're an international but if you're here locally or in any of the other states that are having the same issue that are republican or democrat let me know and i'll get you to the proper captain of your state or liaison of your state or whoever you need to be. I can find that out through my coordinator. But as it stands, it looks like we got a battle on our hands for the next four years. I'm not going to sit back and let somebody deframe my character and make nonsensical, nonsense Marxist comments that I am a racist on this or not i've never been racist in my life i never went to washington i stayed home but yet i'm being called a rumpy gumpkin a hillbilly a, a backslidden conservative whatever it is first of all i'm gonna give you an education i'm not a conservative nor am i a republican nor am i a democrat nor am i whatever i'm a federalist and I'm being labeled with them all. A federalist operates differently than a libertarian. A federalist operates differently than a Republican or a Democrat. A federalist believes in unification. Biden preaches union, unifying, but he doesn't show unifying the nation. For federalist is a deist, and that's what I am. I'm a deist. I believe in, 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 in a much more powerful creator than myself. I'm a deist. Washington was a deist. He was a federalist. Uh, many that signed the Declaration of Independence was either believers, they were deist believers, or they were federalists. That's what made them pull away from England, was because of what was happening. Now... You can say what I am, what you will, Democrat or Republican. I disagree with both. When you take a far-right agenda or a far-left agenda, I'm only kind of go the route of Nazi Germany. When you take a far-left, and I mean far, far, far-left view, and they try to call you a Nazi, I got news for you. If you look at the history of what my people went through in Nazi Germany. Hitler was not a, Demo a Republican. On the contrary, he killed out Republicans or the uh, Nasiti, as they called it in Germany. He was a far left wing nut case. He believed in the National Socialist Affirmative Action Party. That's what Nazi means. They abbreviated it because they didn't want it known that they were Democrats. There you go. History tells you what they were. History shows what they were. I had a young lady on Facebook try to educate me on history. I have seven degrees. Not that I brag about my degrees. I don't. I'm working on the other three now. Two of them in science. And I'm being told I'm a fool. 
when I've spent nearly a thousand hours of education time to learn what the United States was all about, to learn the history and the culture and what we got behind it, many cultures, including Christianity. I've also had many different types of religious backgrounds that I've dealt with over the years. My father was in the military, so he dealt as an ambassador to other countries through the Navy, other countries and how they see things in the world. To tell me I am a nutcase. I think you need to look, young lady, because I'm much older than you and you don't know nothing. You're only taking your hearsay from somebody that dictates otherwise and spewing it. I say these words with a heavy heart, but I also say them with a light heart. I know history. History is doomed to repeat itself if we don't educate ourselves in history. You can't wipe out history and expect it not to repeat. But yet I'm being labeled a fascist, uh, a commie, uh, name it. I've never been a commie in my life. I've never hurt anyone. I don't plan to. But yet you've got your social media doing their who knows what. I disagree. I knew these times would come and we would have to fight for our rights. I want Zuckerberg and these other places, including Twitter, don't get me wrong, to answer for their crimes. This political correctness is wrong. They did it during Hitler's time, and they're doing it again. I disagree with it. Everybody has a freedom to speak their mind. If they don't like what that person's going to say, correct it. Show it with history. But don't. Try to correct somebody else's view without first knowing where you stand. It's wrong. But yet, they want to correct history. I'm not talking about political ideologies. I'm talking about Nazi ideologies. Hitler killed nearly 6.5 million of my own kind. And the estimate, there could have been more. The last estimate was given was 12.5 million people total. That included Jews, gypsies, people of less state that were sick, um, that were Christian, that were whatever they thought. And then you had during Stalin's time, Stalin wiped out another quarter of a million to two million people that were religious affiliated or somebody that didn't agree with his views of communism. China's another big one. They're wiping my Christian brothers and sisters off the map because they're scared of 30 million Christians in China. They're stripping, the Repu they're stripping children away from their families, the platonic family. And it don't matter where you're gay, homo, lesbian, what it might be. If you have a different view than what they feel is supposed to be, they'll kill you. Doesn't matter where you're Hindu or where you're Christian, you go to a gas chamber. If you're black or white, it don't matter. And I'm going to prove a point. Right now in China, black people, and I'm, I'm, I'm stating a fact here towards BLM and um, 
Antifa. Black people in China right now are the are the minority, or should I say minority? Um, they're sub they're a subclass they don't want in their country, and they're wanting to wipe them out. And it don't matter where you're black or white; they don't like black people in their country. They don't want them there, so they're putting them in concentration camps. Muslims too, but black people in China, and I'm talking China, China right now are three times more likely to be put to murder and death than a Muslim. And Muslims and, then, and whatever, and Christians are three more times likely to be put to death than a Buddhist or Hindu. And China doesn't believe in either religion. They've, they've done away with it all. But yet if you are a darker skin than them, they beat you to a pulp. And I've seen many videos coming out of China of black, um, people that are being bloodied to death, bludgeoned to death for what they believe in. But yet, they're saying that we are the number one nation that spreads hatred the only reason they're saying that is because they don't want to hear the holy bible on their borders because it tells you to love your neighbor as yourself and to love god with all your heart mind and soul this is what we've got in the white house right now this is their stance they support china but yet support china doesn't want anything to deal with biden but yet they are leaning towards a socialist communistic manifesto and I'm not taking it lightly. AOC made herself quite well what she is. She has no idea what she's touting. Hitler was one of the most sick, maniacal men you would ever know. He wanted to create a master white race. He himself was born of an Austrian mother and a Jewish father. History tells you that. What made him hold the reputation he held was the fact his father was a rabbi and he couldn't become a rabbi without first going through certain rites and rituals. And because he was a illegitimate child, he couldn't do that unless the woman married and converted to Judaism, which his mother didn't. which not many people know this type of history. You have to dig deep. Well, we'll talk more about it here in a few minutes, and I'll be right back. I've got some medicine to take, and then we'll talk. All righty, so I'm back. I kind of span a little bit. I did a recording last night, and I'm doing it tonight. So where did we pick up off after I took my medication last night? Well, he was talking about Hitler. Yes, Hitler was born from a Jewish mother, a Jewish father, and a Austrian mother. But the rabbinical community wouldn't let him become a rabbi, so that's what made him angry. Plus, he had some mental issues also. Um, 
if people, and I'm talking about AOC, most of the Democrats, if they go back and look at the history of what they're touting, they wouldn't be touting it. And I speak this with a heavy heart because I learned something today. Hubba was very politically clear. He's not going to have it happen to his people again. Any of them. And I'm warning these people that are calling for re-education camps. Watch what you say. Because you might get the thunder of God. Or Yahuwah in this case. He was very equivocally clear. Speaking with me in prayer. That he says back off. But anyway, that that's a little tangent of what God does with me when he wants to send a warning. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not going to apologize. Let the Father speak when he wants to speak. This is an education moment or an education pop-in. Hitler was so maniacal, he wiped out the entire party that he ran against after it was over with. It was a German party. Uh, let me find out here. And here we go. We'll get the name of it. Um, the Republicanism in Germany was called the Republikanski or, Republi or, or the Kreiners is what they call them, nickname. Kreiners. That was a white wing of Germany. He wiped them totally out during the Democratic Revolution. And Hitler was behind that. You had the SS rose out of democracy, which was a socialist group, which we get the SS on their helmets and their uniforms. It came out of World War One, into World War Two, and then he became chancellor to start the Nazis themselves. The SS joined in with them. They wiped out the German Republicans and, and any churches. They didn't want religion of any kind. If you were caught with, say, group, whether it be Jew or somebody they didn't agree with, that they was going to euthanize and whatever, you were put in a camp. As I said, they was an estimate. A six, they're given a rough uh, uh, rough estimate that there was six million plus Jews killed. But you had other groups in there. How many? Germany. Okay, here's a article. Roughly speaking, Shahul or Holocaust went from 
was in between 1941 through 1945. It started earlier than that in Germany. Um, it was where they used uh, concentration camps, so forth. Mass shootings, they used propaganda on European Jews. Two-thirds was European Jews, about six million total. Now they got an estimate. They discovered a new Bukra in Romania, just outside of Romania, that added more to it, and they're still calculating. Uh, it was known as the European Genocide. Hitler came to power in 1933 in March on the 22nd. Uh, he was appointed chancellor in January and a Dulcine in March, and then he became full fear by 1939, roughly speaking. He segregated Jews in ghettos at first in Germany, and then they come up with a final solution to kill them, but they was also, besides... Uh, that you had gypsies and all that mixed into it. So let's go down here and see terminology, definition. They done medical experiments on people. Some of these medical experiments were hidden in Auschwitz, Buchwald, Dhaka, uh, Netzwilder, Sefnoff, Nickdam, Ravenbrook, and Shusnuff and elsewhere. Some of these experiments were with chemical weapons, vaccines and drugs on people, and even harsher conditions. Um, <laughs> what can I say? The estimate now, there was 9.5 million Jews in Europe, uh, 3.5 million in Poland, and 3 million in the Soviet Union. 700,000 in Hungary, and nearly 8,000 in Romania. Germany all over had about 5,000. So your total Europe was 9.5 million Jews in the Eastern Bloc. So the estimate could have been higher than that that were killed, but they're just rough estimate at 6 million to 6.5 here. So let's go on and see. He believed in the Aryan race domination, which was a suited a pseudo-scientific race that he was creating. They viewed Jews as being um, dominating the world. His party, which was, a, which was a democratic party, was a National Socialist Germany Workers' Party, or Nazi Party, as it was called. Um, he viewed Marxism and, and Jewish doctrines and Jewish Marxism destroying Germany. Interesting. He did, he also killed lesbians. Um, jur, uh, he goes on, he didn't like communism either. He destroyed many communists in Germany. Um, he had um, community allies of Nazism such as Marx, liberals, Christians, and rationalist area were viewed as national combatants and he put him in re-education camps hear what I'm saying re-education camps if they did not conform to Nazism and, and their Teletonian view then they were called components and they were shot in the head 
He forced sterilization laws on your crippled and incurables, as he called them. Euthanasia. Um, he loved. Um, a lot of this is based on a book that he wrote. He didn't want German Catholic or Protestants in the country at all. He put them on T4 programs and disabled their churches and set shut doors. Um, there's just a lot here to learn historically. And people don't want to hear um, what he did. Uh, he tried to invade France. Um, which is a given. He come up with the Nuremberg laws and Jewish immigration, stopping Jews from migrating out of Germany so he could kill them. Um, just a lot of resettlement camps, invasion of France, Yugoslavia, Greece invasion, Soviet Union invasion, and the Soviets run him out. Ultimately, his views ended up him killing himself. Uh, he brought the Japanese in for Pearl Harbor. He used gas vans, gas chambers. There was a resistance, believe it or not, to this, and he wiped them out. Polish resistance wiped them out. Death marches. Liberation, death toll. On average, 4.2 to 4.5 million gypsies were killed. Um, let's see, representative of the European basis of pre-war. 9.7 million Jews in Europe, and according to Yavon's Holocaust mortar in Jerusalem, all reach confirms about 6 million Jews died. Eastern post-war calculations were 4.2 to 4.5 million in general, uh, 5.1 million by Rensburg and another 5.9 million in Jacob Lakeskin. Yehuda Ben reported 5.9 million, and that was just before 1991. Overall, the estimate was 6.5 million total. It's uncertain the stem of the European of 1939 and how many died before 1941. Um, the death rates were heavily depending on the survival of European and the will to protect the Jewish citizens. Of the 3.3 million Jews in Poland alone, 90% were dead in Auschwitz. And I'm reading it right here. Gay and Afro-Germans were also killed. So you're not safe. Near around 100,000 100, gay men were arrested in Germany and jailed between 1933 and 1945. And most were put to, in concentration camps and in death. Called the pink triangle cloth. They wore pink triangle cloth. It is not known if they died, but many were got, uh, castrated voluntarily 
and sentenced. Um, Afro-Germans or Afro-African Germans were sterilized. About 5,000 to 25,000 were sterilized. They were subject to incarceration, sterilization, and murder. So there you go. Another one was gypsies, and they don't have the numbers on the gypsies. So when I say that gay men and lesbian women were taken into camps, they were taken into camps, and they wore a pink triangle to identify them. They had one of three. They even voluntarily committed to the army and become men, or they were castrated voluntarily, or they were sentenced to a criminal act and put to death usually gas chambers. Uh, the police closed gay bars and lesbians were left relatively unaffected, they say, but then later sexual assaults happened to them. Uh, black persecution in Germany. Oh, here's an interesting one. Germans resistant Nazi, religions of Nazi Germany, persecution of Jehovah Witnesses in Nazi Germany. So there you go. Christians and Jehovah Witness were persecuted. So altogether, you do the figure, you're, you're talking close to 12 million people were killed from 1941 to 1945 when Hitler killed himself. And you're talking many of these either died of natural causes of starvation or were in gas chambers. Some of them were shot in the head and others were in boot camps to, to re-educate them. Which has a familiar sound. Um, which... Is unimaginable just to think they give a, a general of how many went to gas chambers and others shot here. Auschwitz had one million of all camp, including about 900, 960,000 Jews were gassed. Um, death toll in Belzac was 600,000. Chemo in Nirum was 320. 78,000, I can't pronounce all these names, but it, this is just what was estimated. Uh, and it just goes on and on, um, more info. I'm not going to go into a great deal, but that explains what Hitler was like. Um, let's see, documents numbering the victims of the Holocaust. Nearly 6 million Jews were killed. Around 7 million Soviet civilians were killed. Soviet prisoners of war, 3 million. Non-Polish civilians, 1.8 million was killed. Uh, Serbs, 312 million Serbs alone, 1,000. Uh, people with disabilities, up to 250,000. Romanians, 250,000. Jehovah Witness, around 1,900. Uh, repetitive crimes and offenses in the early 70s, 
German political opponents was undetermined and homosexuals was undetermined. They give an estimate about 7,000 plus. So you're looking well in to a 13 to 14 million range of people in ghettos and death camps. Just alone. Just alone. So I am right with the general consensus. So I'm going to stop here and I'll be right back. So I'm back, everybody. So we're going to go to Jeremiah 31, 32, and 33. And let's see what it says here. It says, But this is the covenant I will make with you, with the house of Israel after those days. And it's declared, Declaration of Adonai, I will put my Torah or law in them. Yes, I will write it on their hearts and minds. And I will be their God, and they will be my people. No longer will each teach his neighbor, or each his brother, saying, No, Adonai, for they will all know me, for the from the least of them to the greatest. It is a declaration of Adonai, for I will give forgive their iniquities, their sins, and I will remember it no more. Okay, so we've looked at Jeremiah. So now we are going to go to John 6. 45 and see what he says there. Let's see what he said. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by Yahuwah or God. So that's in John. And it gives Isha. So we're going to go back to Isaiah for Isha 54.3. Fifty-four, thirty-seven. Excuse me, not three. No, thirteen. Fifty-four, thirteen. Sorry, there. So we're going to look at thirteen. It says, "And all your children will be taught by Adonai. Your children will have great shalom or peace." Okay, so let's go to Hebrews ten seventeen and see what it says now. I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. Okay, so that's talking about our transgressions and sins. So let's go back to Jeremiah 24, 7. I'm going somewhere with this, and I want you to see. So we're looking at Jeremiah 24, 7, and it states, let's see here. Then I will give them a heart to know me, for I am Adonai, and they will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with their whole heart. And it gives A, and it talks about Hebrews 10, which we'll look at that later. Okay, so we looked at Jeremiah 24, 7. Now we're going to look at Micah. And I'm going somewhere with this is the reason why. 
Remember, 7, 8. Do not rejoice over me, O my enemies. Though I have fallen, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, Adonai is my light. Okay. And that's 7, 8 in Micah. Now let's go to Acts 10.43. The prophets testified about him that everyone who puts his trust in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Okay. Trust. So we are to put trust in the Father and in the Son. So now let's go to 2 Corinthians. It's Papa. <laughs> Let me know he's here. So now let's go to 3 3, 2 Corinthians 3 3, and see what it says. It is clear that you are a letter, a letter from the Messiah delivering, delivered by us, written not with ink, but with the Ruach of the living Yahuwah, not on tablets of stone but on the tablets of the human heart and mind. So now it gives Exodus. <clears throat> we got Exodus 15 and 16. We'll go in and look at those real quick for a justification. So let's go to Exodus 24. Look at 12 first and see what it says in 2412. Okay, here is 12 and it says, Then Adonai said unto Moshe, Come up to me on the mountain and stay here, there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the Torah and the mitzvahs, which I have written. So you may instruct them. Interesting. And then we go to 31. And there is no 31 in here. But yet it gives 31. In 2 Corinthians, let's go back, make sure, 2 Corinthians 3. 3. Okay. 
Oh no, thirty-one eighteen. Okay, so let's go to 3118 now. So we're looking at Exodus 3118, which is just a few short chapters over. When he had finished speaking with him on the Mount Sinai, he gave the two tablets of the testimonies to Moshe, tablets of stone written by the finger of God. So this is talking about the original Torah written on stones. Now let's go back to 32, 15. I always check to make sure I've got verses written down correctly. Okay. The next one is chapter 32 in Exodus 32. So we're going to go to 32 now. 15 and 16 and see what it says. It says, Then Moshe turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands tablets that were written on both sides on one and on the other the tablets were the word of Yahuwah and the written written was the writing of Yahuwah engraved on the tablets so it's talking about it was written with the finger of the father okay now let's go to Ezekiel 11 9 make sure there's nothing there now so now we're going to go back to the prophets. Ezekiel eleven nineteen, And it says, And then I will give them one heart. I will put a new spirit within them. I will remove the heart of stone. For a heart of flesh and give them a see. Then I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Sorry about that. Noise in the background again. Okay, now we're going to go to Proverbs 3 3. say like kindness and truth never leaves you bind them around your neck write them on the tablets of your heart okay so we're seeing a parallel as to what I speak when I say the Torah is written on our minds and heart the word of the father is written on our minds and hearts 
bind them to our neck, bind them to our heart. That's what it means. So now let's go to Hebrews 8, 11, and 12. It says, and no more will they teach each one his fellow citizens and each one his brother, saying, No, Adonai, because all will know me, from the least to the greatest. For I will be merciful towards their iniquities and their sins. I will remember no more. And we've already read these. So now let's go to 10, which is just 1 over 10, 16 and 17. This is a covenant I will make cut with them. After those days, says Adonai, I will put my Torah or law upon their hearts and upon their minds. I will write it. Then he says, I will remember their sins and their lawless deeds no more. And it gives the same verse. So we're seeing here that he's writing his word upon our hearts as we study it and memorize it. So that's the point in check took care of two verses for one stone. We'll go back to Hebrews 10 for a minute and look at uh, 8 and look at 10 and see what that says above that. And Hebrews says, For this is the covenant I will make, make with the house of Israel after those days, says Adonai. I will put my law in their minds and upon their hearts, and I will write it, and I will be their Yahuwah, and they shall be my people. And it refers to the same verses we read in Jeremiah beforehand. Okay, now we are going to go to Exodus eleven nineteen. 19. I believe we've already been there before, but I'm going to look at it again, touch back on it. Exodus again, 19. Nineteen, eleven. To be precise, eleven nineteen. And there is no eleven nineteen. Because it's talking about oh Ezekiel, not Exodus, it's Ezekiel. Sorry there. My bad, 11.19 in Ezekiel, so I was off, scrub that, 11.19, Ezekiel 11.19, I had it a little long, um, it says, then I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them, or Ruach in them, and I will remove the flesh of stone from their flesh, and give them a heart of flesh, okay, we've already looked at that, and let's go to 36.26, Ezekiel, 3626. Mm. Moreover, will I put a new Rauk in them, and I will remove the stony heart from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. So that's it's referring back to. Corinthians and that. So we've already read those. We don't have to look over them. Um, we might take a look at John 3, 5. So let's look at John 3, 5 for a minute. 
see what it says. Just a little go daddy here. I'm curious what through five states. Here's John three. Let's look at five. Yeshua answered, Amen and Amen. I tell you, unless one be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of Yahuwah. Sorry. Now let's go to Exodus 20, 2 through 17. And we will look at this when we get back. I'm going to be taking a break here for a little bit, and I'll be right back. Remember, Exodus 20, 2 through 17. All right, everybody. So I quoted Exodus 20, 2 through 17. So let's see what it says before we look at any auxiliary verses. So we start with 2, and it says, I am Adonai, your Yahuwah, who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other Elohim before me. Do not make yourselves a graven image, meaning an idol, or any any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or on earth below or in the waters underneath the sea. And it goes on to say, do not bow down to them. Do not let anyone make you serve them. For I, Adonai, your Yahuwah, am a jealous Elohim, bringing the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. But showing loving kindness to the thousands of generations of those who love me and keep my mitzvahs or commandments. Okay, and then it goes on to say, You must not take the name of Adonai, your Yahuwah, in vain. For Adonai will not hold him guiltless that takes his name in vain. <laughs> Sorry there. So we go on and it says, remember Yom Shabbat to keep it holy. You are to work six days and do all your works. But on the seventh day, it is a Shabbat to Adonai your Yahuwah. In it, you shall not work, do any work, not you, nor your sons, your daughters, your maidservants, your male servants, your female servants, your cattle, nor your outsiders that is within your gates for in the six days adonai made heaven and earth the seas and all that is in them and rested on the seventh thus adonai blesses yom shabbat and made it holy or sabbath it says honor your father and mother so that your days may be long upon the land which adonai your yahuwah is given you and then here is one that I contest Biden and Camilla and the others, what they're doing right now, signing an executive order for world abortions. Do not murder. What is it when you kill a baby? You're murdering. It says, do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness against your brother. Sound familiar what's happening right now? Do not covet your, your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife, his manservant, his maidservant, his ox, his donkey, or anything that is in your neighbor's home. All people, all the people, um, all the people witnessed 
the thunderings and the lightnings and the sounds of the shofars and the mountain smoking. When the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. And that's where it ends. That is talking about the Torah. So now we are going to look at verses that pertain to this going through here. We got Deuteronomy and then there's Leviticus. 26, 1. Psalms. 97, 7. Leviticus 19, 12. Deuteronomy 5, 11. Exodus 23, 12. Ezekiel 20, 12. Genesis 2, 2. Deuteronomy. 16, 516. Then we're going to Matthew or Matthew 15.4. Ephesians 6.2. And Matthew or Matthew 5.21. So we're going to look at uh, look at these individually. I'm going to go over here for a minute. Just give me five minutes and get my chair. We'll take my shoes off and we are going to sit down and read. Starting with Deuteronomy 5, 6, 11, and 16. So that's the first verse we're going to read. Deuteronomy 5, 6, 11, and 16. Okay, Deuteronomy 5, 6, 11, and 16. It says, I am your... I am Adonai, your God, your Yahuwah, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the bondage, from the house of bondage. Talking about Egypt being the house of bondage. In this context, it's talking about out of the hands of Satan. So now let's look at 11. You must not take the Lord, the name of Adonai, your God, or Yahuwah in vain. For Adonai will not leave unpunished anyone who takes his name in vain. And then 16. Honor your father and your mother, just as Adonai, your Yahuwah, commands you, so that your days may be long, and is it may go well with you in the land Adonai, your God, has given you. And then it refers back to Ephesians 6, 3, which uh, we will look at 2 and 3 in a minute. So we're done with that. Let's go to Leviticus 26.1. See what Leviticus has to say. Deuteronomy. Leviticus. Leviticus 26.1. And here it is. You shall not make idols for yourselves, nor raise up a graven image, or a standing stone, or place any carving stone in your land to bow down to it. For I am... Adonai, your Yahuwah. So there again, he talks about idols. No idols. Let's go to Psalms 97, 7. It says, Let all who serve graven images be ashamed. 
who boast in idols. Bow down before him, all you gods, or Elohim, as it's put in Hebrew. Leviticus 19.12. We're going to look at 19 and 12. You are not to swear by my name falsely, and so profane the name of your Yahuwah. I am Adonai. So don't swear. Let's go to Exodus 23, 12. Let's see what 23, 12 says. You are to do your work for six days, but on the seventh day you are you will rest, so your oxen and your donkeys may have rest, and also your sons of your handmaidens, and the outsiders may also be refreshed. Now we'll go to Ezekiel 20, 12, and see what Ezekiel says. Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Here we go. It says, "I also gave them my Shabbat as a sign between me and them, so they that they would know that I am Adonai who made them holy." Ooh. Genesis 2 2. Remember Genesis 2 2. God completed on the seventh day his works that he made, and he ceased on the seventh day from all his works that he made. Getting the drift. Okay, now let's go to Matthew 15, 4. For Yahuwah said, Honor your father and mother, and he spoke evil of his father or his mother, must be put to death. Ooh. Speak evil of another. That's not a good thing. And this is in the New Testament, everyone. So now let's go to Ephesians. Six, two, and three. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Interesting. That that's stated. And let's go to Matthew 5 2.
And he opened his mouth and began to teach them, saying, Teaching. So there we go. Now you know why I say to love your Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to honor your neighbor as yourself. These are the foundations of the prophets in the Torah. We are to love God by knowing his mitzvahs or his promises. And that completes my point that I'm making. I don't see this out of our Congress. I see them name-blaming, pointing fingers at people, blaming other people for their mistakes instead of own up to what they do. Why do they think they've got a nation so divided right now? Because they're telling lies and they're blaming it on someone else when it wasn't that person's fault. Instead of looking at themselves, they're pointing at other people and cleaning other people's doorsteps. And my suggestion to those senators and congressmen, they better fall on their knees and ask for repentance. Because what they're doing now is exactly what Hitler did. And I don't want to be in front of my maker to be judged according to my works. For first you must come to the Father through Yeshua, through salvation. For Yeshua is part of the Father. He came, he died, he lived a sinless life. He was my uncle. And he was the most powerful man anybody would have ever known. He's still quite alive. Believe me, I know. I've experienced it many, many times. And he's my Avi. He's my father. He's my papa. I'm not going to change my words. For what I know, I know. And I stand by it. So I'm going to say good evening. You have a wonderful evening. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem and Israel. Pray for our nation that it no longer be divided and it come in Ehad, unity. For he is the Aleph. And he is the Tav. He is the unity and the perfection of all things. There can be no perfection without the Father. So I live by that. Just remember what I said in, in my reading. This was the Father speaking through me to you. And remember to love your neighbor as yourself. And to honor your Father with all the love and compassion you can. By knowing his truths. And his truths shall set you free so i will say adieu may god bless you keep you may yahuwah bless you keep you in all things and may you have a wonderful evening and so long